Group is an EU-funded energy project with a key purpose of supporting the transition of passive consumers to active participants in the local energy system. To achieve that, the project will develop community renewable energy webs, allowing households to optimize energy efficiency and reduce expenditures. It will test the community webs on households, establishing some 200 webs with 15,000 participants. Dr. Johannes Slachik, lector at the Johannes Kepler University and the project's coordinator, and my guest for this episode, is going to describe for us how the eCrew project is going to help households jointly exploit household-level electricity generation and battery storage capacities and optimize energy efficiency. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Johannes, thank you for being here. And my first question to you is, would you please describe in a few words the ECRU project? Okay, sure. Thank you very much. Good morning already. It's a pleasure to be here. The ECRU project is actually a third business model in addition to the legal frameworks like uh, renewable energy communities and the citizen energy communities. So here with the ECRU project, we developed an additional business model, namely creating or establishing virtual energy communities that are literally managed with a collective action entity, which means our administrative entity, which means like the energy retailer or the energy utility themselves. They know how to work with the energy system. They also are creative enough to help establishing energy communities. And in this case, we support that with a digital platform, creating a virtual energy community. And how this virtual energy community will help the needs of the energy transition that EU is discussing about? Which needs is it going to help? To, uh... Sure. The energy transition, the way I see it, is actually driven by four drivers, so to speak. So we have decentralization, which means decentral development, bottom-up development, like, for example, energy communities. On the other hand, we also have sector integration, so demand response management or flexibility issues that we need to address. Also, digitalization is a third driver here. And of course, decarbonization. It all goes towards decarbonization for climate change, literally. So our ECRU project helps here to sort of foster or kick a few drivers, namely digitalization because of our virtual platform that we have created. On the other hand, also integration. Because of this virtual energy community, we are integrating energy communities back into the system by having the management or the hands of the management, in a sense, by the energy utility and the energy retailer. So if they manage those energy communities, Mm -hmm. then actually it's a decentralized situation, however, integrated back into the system. The energy retailer or the energy utility is able to sell, for example, all excess energy from a crew, from an energy community. So in that case, we feed three drivers with our project. 
Okay, so speaking of the drivers and also the utilities, who is involved in the project? Do you have utilities involved, for example? Yes, exactly. Actually, that's the main customer, so to speak, or participant of the project. So we have energy utilities. We work with three pilot sites, one in Spain, one in Turkey and one in Germany. And those are, in a sense, our facilitators of this business model. They try to implement these virtual energy communities currently. And as we speak, tomorrow afternoon, we have a follower community event and we are trying to get even more energy utilities, so to speak, fired up for our e-crew project and for our business model. So, yes, we have energy utilities, but we also have prosumers and consumers. So, individual households that we need to establish such crews, such energy communities. Okay, that makes sense, of course. But then, who is your target audience? I mean, energy communities are part of the project, but are they also the target audience, like utilities? Absolutely. Our sub-headline would be, how can we reduce the energy consumption? So, changing energy consumption and the behavior of consumers and prosumers. And this is more or less, also within our project, a main target. So creating these virtual energy communities, of course, we have an administrative entity that is the energy retailer or the energy utility. However, the actual targeted group are the consumers and needless to say also the prosumers. Fair enough. However, when you talk about consumers and even more prosumers, I would like to go back a little bit to what you said, the countries. You mentioned Turkey, you mentioned which other countries? Uh, Spain and Germany. Spain and Germany. So the situation in these three countries is different. As it is very diverse in throughout Europe, right? There are peculiarities. So my question to you is, can ECRU address households in any given EU country? Yes. However, we would have thought it would be a bit easier due to the different regulations and the different national settings, so to speak. We do have to adjust the business model, sometimes in a minor way and other times actually in a major way, which means our business model is actually bound to this platform that we have created uh, where the virtual energy community sort of becomes transparent and visible. And on our platform, we show the tariffs, we show the energy consumption, we show how much the consumers can save, but we also show an income possibility for the prosumers by selling their renewable energy to the consumers or also back to the grid, back to the energy utility. So here we have a certain business model created that is literally visualized online on our platform and we do have to adjust it. Like Spain, uh, with uh, their regulatory setup, it's hardly possible to find even prosumers and to really establish such a crew as we intended. In Germany, on the other hand, uh, this is our most successful crew so far. It's much, much easier. And the best scenario would be, currently anyway, based on regulation, would be Austria. However, here we don't have a follower community yet, so hopefully we get one by tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, this uh, with regulations makes total sense. I will come back to that. But right now, I want to stay a little bit more in the three countries and the diversities among them. So I would like you to tell me from your experience so far in the project, what are the differences and what the similarities among them? 
And what are the common issues, perhaps, that you faced? Sure, I'll try to wrap that up somehow. Thank you for the question, anyway, because this is really the most exciting thing to experience in this project, yeah. the dynamics in each of the lighthouse communities. So in Turkey, for example, we have like huge apartment blocks and they are ready and they are also eager to implement and install PV panels on their roofs. However, they also need to implement smart meter to begin with for our platform to even recognize the energy flows and the energy transactions, so to speak. So here in Turkey, we have very huge crews, very huge energy communities because of these large apartment buildings. However, the development is very, very slow and very, I would almost say, limited to a certain degree. So PV amortization calculator, uh, we have not implemented that yet in Turkey. Or, for example, such an incentive scheme as we have with the contract, as we have laid out, is not possible yet, is not even viable yet in Turkey because we don't have yet any prosumers. So we are just about to implement these PV panels And then we have to check the system, how much energy is actually used in a crew, how can we reduce the energy. So here we still work more or less with gamification, setting incentives for the consumers, but not focusing at all on prosumers. Well, not yet anyway. In Spain, this is uh, probably the hardest obstacle and the challenge because of... Harder than Turkey? Spain? Yes, uh, coincidentally. <laughs> well, this is because we actually have prosumers. We have a lot of sun, just like in Turkey. In Spain, we also have a lot of sun. So we have households that actually are prosumers that have PV panels already implemented. We have households with smart meters. However, their regulatory system hinders the process of establishing energy communities and at that virtual energy communities makes it very difficult. Prosumers, for example, are not allowed to sell their excess energy. So they can only share their excess energy within a range of 500 meters. So within their neighborhood, they can share their excess energy, not sell it. And at that, they have to themselves buy a minimum of 50% of grid energy. So with their PV panel, they may be self-sufficient. They may actually have enough energy for their own household. They may also have excess energy. However, They can only share that excess energy if they use a minimum of 50% of that amount from the grid, if they buy energy from the grid. So if they don't need any grid energy because they're self-sufficient, then they cannot share it either. Mm. And they certainly cannot sell it. So there is no incentive for any prosumer in Spain to actually get involved in an energy community. This is a big challenge for our project or for also other projects and decentralized bottom-up developments in that regard. Also, the tariff setting in Spain is very difficult. There are so many tariffs and so many days where we have again a different tariff. And then the consumers, they can log in their uh, coefficient for their energy consumption like a month ahead of time, but then they're locked in for one month. And at the end of the month, they can log in a new coefficient for their next month, so to speak. So despite the fact that we can show them their energy consumption and how to reduce it, they are locked in. So it doesn't give them much of freeway or leeway to actually really reduce their energy consumption or to really play with the numbers. It's like they can do that, but on a month-to-month -month basis, and that hinders the process enormously. 
in Germany, on the other hand, to get back to our third lighthouse community, uh, here it seems like everything is falling into place regarding our business model, which means we have plenty of consumers that are interested in joining an energy community. We have enough prosumers and we have just barely enough sun, even in Germany, that it has an effect for the crew, for the energy community. But those are some numbers, some calculations that we are just figuring out right now. So within November, December, we'll probably have our next upcoming deliverable published on what's happening, on how much energy is used in our crew, in our German crew, how much of it is from the renewable energy sources from the prosumers, and how much energy is really from the grid as a feed-in, so to speak. It'll be interesting to see the numbers finally. But here we see no hindrance based on regulations as well as based on smart meter or on the availability of prosumers and so on. So this works at the moment is actually our showcase, so to speak. I understand because I think that Germany is actually more in line with EU Commission's mandates, whereas Spain and of course Turkey, that it's not even an EU country, are not. So I would say that if I understood correctly from what you said, that the main issues that you face come from the local authorities. So what, and this is my question, what do you think the EU Commission could do to help you and other projects like you in your, let's say, journey? Mm. This is a good question and also a very sensitive question. And many European-funded projects are actually working on this question. So we do have a few sister projects and together we would like to create such a policy recommendation for the nations, but especially policy recommendation for the European Union. In my opinion, I think, and this is difficult, this is dangerous, it would be nice if we could unify the tariff setting, uh, the fee system, if we could unify that within the European Union, within all the European countries. However, of course, it's also necessary that all the nations have their unique policies and that they are treated as their own unique nations and they are able to comply, but they must not necessarily comply. So here, this makes it very difficult to answer actually this question. Tariff setting, setting incentives, giving European Union incentives for decentralization, for bottom-up development, that would be nice. However, it is very much necessary to persuade the nations to let them know, hey, it's in your hand, but here we have some incentives for you to pass on these incentives. For example, Austria, I would say, based on the legal framework or on the regulations in regard to the development of energy communities, this would really be at the moment a best practice scenario or case. So we have lots of incentives to start energy communities, but also to implement smart meters and so on. The regulatory framework supports energy communities in Austria. In Germany, this is already a bit different. Here, the incentives are missing. So prosumers and consumers, as well as energy utilities, they have to find their incentives themselves. There are no subsidies in that regard. It's not really funded to foster and support decentralized bottom-up development. And in other countries of the European Union, it's even more difficult. So what the European Union could do or should do is really set incentives for the nations so that the nations feel more eager to pass on these incentives. 
And I think that this is precisely what they're trying to do in Brussels with Repower Europe and with various initiatives, part of which ICRU also is. Johannes, thank you very, very much for this very interesting conversation. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. And I look forward to get many follower communities. <laughs> That's for sure. And thank you all very much for listening to us. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Music